Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. So, without further ado, I'd like us to stand this evening. And we're going to welcome Brother Smith to come up. And he's got a presentation for us. He will be giving you cues, uh, Brother Bauer, on when to play the DVD. And there's two parts in there. So just uh, stay with him. And he's got a message for us this evening. Brother Smith. So let's do that for Jesus. He's worthy. Amen. You can be seated. Um, just a, a little note to the those that led us in worship tonight. I, I really appreciated the songs you sung. And the one song where it says, there's no God like Jehovah. We have a very talented young lady in Antigua. She makes up verses and she changes stuff around. And we sing that song, There's No God Like Jesus, because we know Jehovah has become our salvation. So why don't we just call him by his name? It just does something to that song when you say there's no God like Jesus. Amen? Amen. I am so thankful for this church here. Um, for those of you that don't know, Back in 1982, amen, in the little church back over in Economwalk is where Pastor Kylie prayed me through the Holy Ghost on Easter Sunday, and he baptized me a couple weeks prior to that, back in 1982. And then um, he asked if I would go to Watertown because Brother Manley went to start a work there in Watertown. And because we're way on the other side, it's like, okay, we'll go there. But nonetheless, because we had no baptismal tank in Watertown, when my dad got baptized and received the Holy Ghost, it was in the lake right next to the church, man. So both my father and me were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost right here in Economaw. And I, I thank God for this church. Amen. Never did bring my notes up here, but that's okay. Um, when I parked, I got to see the sign that you have out there. It says, you are now entering your mission field. Well, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to make a great big sign like that. No. And I'm, when, when, when you're leaving Praise Tabernacle on Antigua, we're going to have a great big sign that says, you are now entering your mission field. I like that. That is so good. Amen. And then some other little signs and notes they've seen on the wall there. Amen. About Bible studies and stuff. Let me tell you, that changed my life. Amen. That young man right there, his daddy taught me a Bible study. Amen. And they put up with me. Amen. Went out to a stinky old pig farm and taught me a Bible study. And I went to their house and we'd go till one in the morning. That's all I could get his father to go because he said, man, I got to get up and go to work in the morning. It's like, oh, I used to party till two. Why can't we have Bible study till two? You know, I mean, come on. We close the bar out. Let's just close it out in Bible study. If you have never been through a Bible study, you need to get in one. And if you've been through one, then you need to be teaching one. There's no excuse to go through one and not teach one. Once you go through it, I was teaching lesson number seven I mean, number one, when I was on lesson seven, 
And, and for those of you that knew me back then, I still see some amen from way back in 82, amen from the old church. But I had a hard time reading. I graduated 12th grade, but I couldn't read very good. So I would just tell my students, you read it, and I'll explain it, because I can do that. Because I had a good teacher, amen, who taught me well. And it's what it's all about, taking the word of God to people. We in Antigua, um, Antigua is over-churched. There's a church on every corner, and when you go to talk to people, they're all saved. And we know they're not, but they think they are because they've been told it. So what we have to do is get them face-to-face with the Word of God so that they can see it's so amazing. You'll be teaching. We're teaching a Bible study on baptism. On water baptism, it's lesson two. We do foundations of truth. And how many people, when we're going through lesson number two on water baptism, they look at you and they say, so you're saying I'm not saved? I never said those words. But because they read it for themselves, what it takes to be saved, they're going, hmm, something ain't, what I've been told ain't what the word of God is telling me. Because they've never had all the scriptures put together. That's why pastors promise to the new students is if you go give yourself an hour every week for 12 weeks that it'll change your life forever. It'll change your life forever. Amen. And, and our whole goal in Antigua is to teach Bible studies to reach people to, to go out on the street. We, we like street evangelism. It's really easy there, one, because the weather's always warm, so you don't have to worry about the cold. It's, you know, it's hard to talk to somebody, you knock on their door, it's 38 degrees, and you know, could I tell you about Jesus? Well, they ain't going to let you in their house, so. Amen. I remember I went up by Brother Wilkie. I think it's Wilkie, way up north. Is that where he is? I think it is. And I was driving up on a Friday, and we're supposed to be doing outreach on Saturday, and it's snowing. I'm going, boy, this is going to work really good. So I just put on one T-shirt, and I put my outreach T-shirt on over that, and we went out, and the first guy we went to knocked on the door, and the assistant pastor and his son was with me, and got to the door, and I said, I'm Leonard Smith. I'm with so-and-so church. I can't remember their name up there, but anyway... I said, could we pray for you? And he just said, I already prayed this morning. I don't need your prayers. So then I just switched gears. I said, well, you know, I say, we go from house to house and we pray for people. And you wouldn't believe all the miracles that God does. So I start telling him about one miracle. And it's 38 degrees out. I start telling him about one miracle. Pretty soon the guy shut his door and he's outside listening to what's going on. And within just a matter of a few minutes, I said, now could we pray? And we prayed for the guy. And when we got done praying, man, he kind of shook himself. And he said, wow, it, it, I felt something. And it's like, because people don't know what a real miracle is all about. They read about it in the Bible, but they've never experienced one. They don't know anybody that has had a miracle or seen a miracle. But I have. I've seen. And if you haven't, in our organization, you know plenty of people that have. So what I tell people is, if you don't have a miracle yet, well, then tell somebody else's. Brother Stone King, dead for 45 minutes, sits up in the ambulance when they're already taking him to the morgue. Come on. You know, Brother Arnold, 
Said, you're going to see the greatest miracle have you ever seen. Got done preaching, sat down on the platform, fell over dead, man, 15 minutes. See, rubbing his feet and doing this and that. And then he sits back up and starts preaching to him again. It's like, come on. So if you don't have your own miracle, use one of them to get their attention. See, what you got to do is get their attention. Why would that guy come out without a coat on, 38 degrees out, and listen to what I had to say? Because I had something that caught his attention. And that's what outreach is all about. When you're witnessing to people, when you're talking to people, we was just up in Green Bay, amen, and we met, um, mom started talking to him. That's my wife, Kathy, I love her, she's, but, but she's mom. You know, we got kids, so she's mom. So she started talking to the fella, and then um, I got there, and we were both talking to him. He sold titanium, titanium cookware, and he lives in Milwaukee. Well, before it was all said and done, Amen. We taught him our outreach Bible study. We left him Bible study two and three for the Holy Ghost and water baptism. Amen. And if he wouldn't have been so shy, he would have prayed for the Holy Ghost right there because that was at Sam's Club in Green Bay. But Sam's Club, Waukesha, we prayed a lady through the Holy Ghost that was selling sunrooms. So why can't we sell somebody selling cookware? Praying through the Holy Ghost. Mom's just trying, come on, just take your head thing off and we'll just walk over there. You don't have to stand in your little booth. We'll pray over there. But he just... Couldn't get it over there. But anyway, he knew Brother Engelhock. So we got his number, and hopefully we get them all hooked up together and get him into truth. Amen? But you got to grab their attention. And the easiest way to grab their attention is talking about miracles. Because so many people, our son was preaching in Ohio, amen, in a Baptist church. They had to have this big board meeting to see if he could talk for 10 minutes and they let him talk for 10 minutes. And at the end of the 10 minutes, he stayed to his time. But at the end of the 10 minutes, he said, is there any questions? And one lady said, uh, could you tell us what a real miracle is like? And for the rest of the service, man, he told him miracle after miracle after miracle. It's easy when you just share what God is doing. They will want what you have because they've never experienced anything like that. You know what it's like when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Talk about wow. It's like, man, there ain't no drug, ain't no drink, there ain't no sex, there ain't no nothing like the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I remember when Brother Kylie baptized me, man, in that little cow tank in the bottom of the basement and the water's cold. I mean, you'd get speaking in tongues just going in the tank. You know, it was chilly but when I went underneath the water I felt like I was under there forever and when I come up out of the water it felt like God took a baby bottle brush and scrubbed my insides out I never felt so clean in all my life matter of fact I chewed to the way on the way to church you know I had my can of Copenhagen in there nobody told me it was wrong or bad or nothing and when I got to the steps at the church you know you remember you know I, I threw threw my chew out but when I got done got baptized man it's like when I got outside the church, I felt so clean. It's like I took that can and I chucked it across the street. I said, I don't need you no more. But people got to have an experience. And that's what you guys are doing by doing outreach and, and all these things and like the greeters and all those people that stand at the doors. First impressions are memorable. Amen? So... Tonight, if I get any time, I'm going to show our two little things there. If I get any time, this is what I want to talk to you tonight about. If heaven depended on me, 
I want you to think about that. If heaven depended on you, how full would it be? <laughs> Come on. And I got plenty of scripture to show you that you don't need to be a preacher or a teacher or evangelist or a prophet to do the work and will of God. If you could, get that queued up and then push play and um, you'll see the island of Antigua and kind of what we did the prior this last year. So if you can pull it up and then when it says play, just push the play side. Amen. Right. Amen. This last year, Brother Robbie Meyer, he came down to preach our youth camp. Had a tremendous time. Had a lot of people baptized with the Holy Ghost. We had a whole youth group from another church that don't believe like we believe come and got baptized by us, got the Holy Ghost. That's Antigua. Amen. Our goal is to reach every house, to teach a Bible study to everybody there. And we can't do it with one church. We want to start other churches and other villages. That's the church. There's our solar panels that we just got up. And that's really been a benefit. Amen. Our electric bill went from $1,200 a month to $50. Amen. That was just a tropical wave that went by. That wasn't even a storm storm. And we had a raging river in the backyard. Amen. We did the solar system our whole self. Um, we installed it all. We hooked it all up. We had a guy come out and inspect it to okay it, certify it. Um, that roof there got 24 panels on it, and then the church roof got 24 panels on it. So we got um, a 12K system. And um, these young guys just helping do the work. It saved us a lot of money by installing it ourselves. There ain't a whole lot to it, man. Just bolt them down and plug them in. It's pretty simple once you know how it goes. But it's, it's been a blessing. Because we can use that money that we usually paid our electric bill. We can use it to start another work. That was our kitchen. Mom came home to see our grandbabies. Our, I used the wrong kind of wood when we built it. And the termites really liked it. So we had stuff coming out of the cabinets like crazy. It was just termite infested. There was the boards were so. I mean, all they had was the outside. That was all that was left. That's our youth camp from this last year. Amen. And we had a number get baptized during youth camp. That's a young man. He's originally from China. His parents are, but they live there in Antigua. And um, he's been coming, going through a Bible study. And we have some come from the island of Nevis to come to our Bible school, our, our youth camp. Amen. There's Brother Meyer. He preached tonight's services. Miranda, she preached, or she taught the morning sessions. They did a tremendous job. We're a real blessing to our young people. That's our baptismal tank. It's right outside the church. Um, we put it out there to not take up any room in uh, the church. That was the youth leader right there, Luann Smith. She was the youth leader of the other church. And the last night of our service, she brought her whole youth group to church. And I think three of them got the Holy Ghost and one or two of them got baptized that night. That was 
one of our sister's sister that came one night and got baptized. That's the other youth group that came from the other church. Amen. That's doing in-reach. We do street reach and we do in-reach. If you don't come to the altar, we'll come to you. Amen. But we want you to know what the truth is so you don't leave church not knowing what's going on. That was our youth um, camp the last night there. Sometimes it gets really dry by us. You can get a four-inch crack in the ground. It spreads out that much because it gets so dry sometimes. That's, we just talking with people. We, a lot of times we pray to people through the Holy Ghost right there in the pew before because we invite them to come to the altar, but they don't come, so then we come back to them. There's Ben and Victoria and little Isaiah. That was his baby dedication. We had like 70 people or thereabouts come for baby dedication. And these are people that we invited, invited. They wouldn't come, but they came to the baby dedication. So it's different. So we've got to have more baby dedications, I guess. But whatever it takes to get him to the church. Craig Moses, he got the Holy Ghost right before we left in Friday Night Youth. He was already baptized a while back. That young lady, um, she's a medical student. She's going to school there. We have two different medical schools in Antigua. That young man gave up a wife and his best friend because he was going to get married, fiance. Not a wife, but fiance. Amen. He came into the truth and he said, I bought it and I'm not turning back. Sister Samuel's precious young lady, Sister Smith, teaches her Bible study. Amen. That's one of our young ladies, Tony. Carol Joseph is a co-worker to Sister Samuel and Nick, Brother Nick. That man came over and met one of our sisters in the church. She brought him to the church. We taught him a Bible study. He lives on our sister island on Barbuda. Amen. And that man, we prayed for 13 years, and he finally came in and got baptized. His whole family's in the church right there. They are. Amen. But he came in. He almost died in the hospital. He was 35 days in the hospital. God healed him. He had a flesh-eating bacteria in his throat. And God healed him, and he came out on a Wednesday, got baptized on Sunday, Easter Sunday, this Easter. Amen. And there's Sister Samuel and Sister Amen, Sophia and their kids being taught a Bible study. Amen. There's Eric being taught a Bible study by Benjamin. You got to go through a Bible study. That's Brother Ken Roy. He's teaching a Bible study too. And that's um, Donaldson. He's the one from Barbuda that we taught a Bible study. The man with the white hair, he's 72 years old. He used to be a beggar. He'd walk by the church with a bucket on his head and he'd sell us like mangoes and sour saps. And he came one Saturday to get baptized because we, we talked to him for years and finally he just decided. That man walks by the church going to work every day and I got him in a Bible study. Amen. This last year we had 35 baptized, seven all so far this year. 22 got the Holy Ghost last year, five so far this year. Amen. And you guys make it possible because the only reason we're there is because you support us to be there and we couldn't be there. So if you could, then push the other side that says thank you. And you're going to see these are not all of our people, but some of our people. And they're just telling you guys thank you from their heart. Amen. So if you just click on thank you, it'll play the other.
portion of that. And Hugh Jean, I don't know, he's the first one speaking tonight. He might be preaching tonight. I don't know who's preaching because Ben and Victoria had to come up and she's doing much better. Um, they found out she had a food allergy. She's allergic to a number of foods. So, but it almost, she wasn't eating and drinking. She had severe pain. They didn't know what was going on. Hi, my name is Brother Eugene at Praise Tabernacle. I'd just like to say thanks to all of you for your support, supporting our pastor and our church. It's really made a big difference. I thank God for truth, not just for a place to go to church, but someone that would actually teach me the Bible. I came from somewhere where they used to just tell you, just believe. But here I really get the truth, and it's made a big difference in my life. Thank you. My name is Brother Edwards. He's 72 I'm years old now. At 70 years old, he was still smoking dope. And when he got baptized, God totally changed his life. And he's been coming for the last two years now. And he's in a Bible study doing good. If others come to do the same as I do, and for the churches that overseas that give in the great help to us, I thank them a lot for what they have done in order to meditate ourselves in the way which God wants us to be and motivate ourselves in the way God wants us to be. For the Jesus, in heaven's sake, I pray that you will have mercy and compassion upon the family of Mr. Smith and his wife and kids. Thank you for the Jesus. I'm Margaret Brown. I tend Praise Tabernacle, United Pentecostal Church. I'm grateful for truth. I'm glad for a pastor. I'm grateful for this truth. I'm looking forward to see the mighty revival that God has for us here in Antigua. I just want to thank everyone in the U.S. that is helping in the Caribbean to spread this gospel. We're looking forward that we're going to reach the world for Jesus as we continue to live for truth and stand for truth and to separate from the world and to see that Jesus' name has been lifting up around the world. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, my name is Earl Hepburn. I attend Praise Tabernacle and love it. I like to come here because it teaches about the oneness of God in Christ Jesus. And now nobody cannot tell me anything else because I know right from wrong. Um, just want to say praise the Lord and thanks for everything in Jesus' name. Earl's been there since 99. I'm Sister Mauricia from Church in Antigua. And I want to say thank you to everyone that have supported our church here, whether financially or in prayers or whatever you have done. You have not only given to the kingdom of God, but you have reached, not physically, but you have reached lost souls in Antigua. Thank you for supporting our leadership here. Thank you for allowing them to be here, that they can preach the word of God boldly, without fear, without favor, unadulterated, preach truth continually. Thank you for contributing to Antigua being an apostolic nation. Good evening, my name is Sister Samuel. And I want to thank God for Praise Tabernacle because since I started to come to this church, I get to understand the Bible more. 
I have to say thanks to Sister Smith for teaching me in Bible studies so I can understand the Bible. Hello, my name is Brother Nick from Praise Tabernacle United Pentecostal Church and it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of the United Pentecostal. It's been a great pleasure, it's been a blessing and this ministry has done so much for us here in Antigua and I just want to say thank God for Pastor and Sister Smith and the family that you guys have sent and we, we are so thankful for, the, for everything that you've been doing for us here. Good things in the name of Jesus. My name is Shemik, Sister Shemik. I'm glad for leadership here in Antigua for the United Pentecostal Praise Tabernacle. I am glad for Pastor Leonard Smith and Kathy Smith and Brother Ben and Sister Victoria Smith. They have been truly blessed by God's word and they preach the truth and I'm glad that I'm here to hear the truth. Thank you so much and may God richly bless all of you. Hello, my name is Buddy Ualdo. I want to thank the church in the States for blessing us with so many blessings. Um, the church has been supported by you guys and we are real thankful for your giving and, and for sending missionaries to us to preach the word of God to us. And we thank you, God. We thank all of you for your giving, generous giving, and we thank God for the leadership here that we can have truth being preached to Antigua and we thank God for all that he's doing through us in the church and the United Pentecostal Church. God bless. Hello my name is Eric Shen. Um, thank, uh, thank you UBCI for, uh, for the Bible studies and, and teachings I have learned in, in the Praise Tabernacle Church. I am um, I'm very pleased about the teachings. Uh, I really uh, thank you for that. Hi, I'm Sister Jessica, and I'm a part of Praise Tabernacle in Antigua. And I thank God for Pastor and Sister Smith and all that they have allowed God to use them to do mightily in this nation. And there's many more to be expected and a mighty revival to break forth in this nation. In Jesus' name. Good night, everyone. I want to give thanks and praise to the Most High God in the name of Jesus and he's really doing miraculous things in Antigua right about now and, and I really appreciate it and I just want to give thanks and praise and hope for the best that other people can be reached with the word and you know they will accept it and you will change their life and make them feel more different and comfortable and I just want to give thanks to the U.S. churches. Yes. <laughs> I would like to thank the Ministry of Praise Tabernacle for their hard work in teaching us the gospel and making sure we are taught truth. Secondly, I would like to thank all the UPC churches who have supported Praise Tabernacle, whether it be by funds, prayers, or coming and preaching for us. Um, in the name of Jesus, is greatly appreciated. Amen. My name is Kimar. Right? Um, I'm from Praise Tabernacle in Antigua. Alright. I just want to say thanks to the funny support from the US um, Pentecostal United Church in America for giving us a church here in Antigua, a true church, a one that preached truth and nothing but the truth. And 
I just want to thank you guys for what you have done for us. Also, I want to say thanks for Pastor Simit, Brother Simit, for the uplifting that they have shown us and support. And I just want to give you guys thanks, and I hope that you continue to support us in Antigua. Hi, my name is Brother Dwayne. I'm from Praise Abenaki Church here in Antigua. I want to say thank you to all the churches, all of you who have supported. Uh, we really appreciate it. I know oftentimes when persons give, you may not see the benefit or the fruit of your giving. Uh, but we would like to say we appreciate what you do and thank you so much. Hopefully someday we get to meet you or perhaps in heaven. But we would like you to know right now that we appreciate you and thank you. Hello, my name is Omari. Thank you for taking care of us and preaching the word. Hello, I am Sister Brady and I attend the UPC Church in Antigua. I am happy that the Lord has brought me into the truth. And I love the truth. I love my pastor. I love how he preaches. I enjoyed being into the truth and I thank the Lord for bringing me into the truth. My name is Sister Sophia Johnson and it's a privilege and honor to be a part of Praise Tabernacle. I once was baptized in a Pentecostal church. I was baptized in Father, Son and the Holy Ghost. I was told that it's not everyone supposed to receive the, the speaking in tongues. Coming here to Pen um, Praise Tabernacle have been a blessing in my life. I have received the Holy Ghost and receiving the Holy Ghost bring changing in my life. Things that I couldn't do by myself, it, uh, it's done. And I thank Sister Smith, especially for the Bible class. She teach me everything and not only that, they teach Bible from the Bible. Not what they want to preach about, but from the Bible. Hello, this is Brother Smith coming to you from Praise Tabernacle Church in Antigua. And we have the privilege and the honor to present you with our burden that we have here for the nation of Antigua, for the Church of Praise Tabernacle, and for this area and this district. And I want to just let you know thank you again for all your support and what your prayers. And as you pray for us, I'm going to ask that you pray. We're praying that God have a mighty move of His Spirit in this nation and in this region. Uh, we believe in Acts as a vision statement in vision scripture, Acts chapter 5, verses 14 through 42. And verse 42 of Acts chapter 5 talks about that they cease not, that they're in, every, every, in the temple and in every house, and that they cease not to teach Jesus Christ. And that is our goal, that every house and every home, every person, be taught a Bible study about who Jesus is, that we have a church in every village, and that the power of the Holy Ghost be loosed to move, and that it be demonstrate its power, as it talks about in Acts 5, that people were healed, and people come to this glorious gospel of who Jesus Christ is, that they all might be saved. Thank you, and God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. On behalf of Praise Tabernacle and all those that are here, we want to give you thanks for all that you have done for us, allowing us to be here for the last... 17 years. We thank you so very much for supporting us, for praying for us. You have given so much and only eternity will tell the difference that you, we've all made together. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everybody for all the prayers they've prayed for us, for all the money that's been given, for all the help, all the labor 
all the people that came down to help build the building down here. I want to say thank you for everything you've done, for all those that have come and preached and taught down here. Thank you for working and endeavoring and being a part of the work in the church here in Antigua. Someday, maybe someday, you'll be able to come, or you'll be able to meet the people that are here in Antigua. There's a wonderful church here in Antigua, people that love truth, people that love righteousness, people that love holiness, and people that love you and the organization also. Thank you Thank very you. much. God bless. Amen. And most every one of those people went to a church. Amen. But they didn't know the truth. Thy word is truth. For this reason came I into the world, to bear witness of the truth. And I'm so thankful that I have had men and women in my life that taught me, that mentored me, that shared the word of God with me. I went to church my whole life. But at the age of 22 years old, when I got face to face with the word of God in a Bible study, everything changed. But if somebody wouldn't have said, would you like a Bible study? My response was, yes. Well, the next question was, so when do you want to start? Now. That's what I said. I didn't say next week, next year, next month. I wanted to have my Bible study now. Because I was sick of the life I was living. I was sick of this world. This world don't have nothing to offer. I don't care how big a house you got. I don't care how good a job you got. Amen. I don't care about none of that stuff. Because it's dust. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not. All this stuff is dust. So the only thing that we got that's eternal in this life is God's word and the spirit he put within us. So that's why we go out on the street. And as you study the book of Acts, I challenge all of you, Spend some time, not reading the book of Acts, but studying it. And you will find what the apostles did. On the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up. After the Holy Ghost was poured out, after they were promised, just tarry in Jerusalem to be endued with power from on high. Fifty days prior, that same Peter was standing in a courtyard and a little servant girl came up with maybe 50 people in the courtyard. And he said, I don't know the man. Don't lump me in with Jesus. But when he received the Holy Ghost, there were thousands in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Because 3,000 were baptized. And if 3,000 were baptized, you know there was thousands more. And if you read it in Acts 2 and 36, he says... You killed your Messiah, your Savior, the anointed one, the one that we've been looking for. You put to death the same men 
that put Jesus to death were probably in the crowd on the day of Pentecost. And Peter's pointing his finger at them saying, you put your Savior to death. What happened to Peter? No more did he say, I don't know the man. He told them exactly what they had to do, so what are they going to say? What shall we do? And Peter didn't say, well, you'll have to wait a while, or we'll have to go through a Bible study, or this or that. He gave them a Bible study right on this. This is what you got to do. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward or wicked generation. And they that gladly received the word were baptized the same day and they were added unto the church. It ain't up to us to say, well, are they ready to receive it or not? I'm not God. You need to throw it out there so they can make their own mind up. Why should you make their mind up for them? How many of you have ever had that voice or that inkling, that pull where you know God is saying, I want you to go talk to her or them. Come on, anybody? But how many times when God has done that, we say, who, me? (laughs) Talk to them? Uh, I got to get to work. Uh, uh, I I really don't have time right now. Uh, uh, Don't you know who they are, Lord? Well, by the way, I do know who they are. And if I didn't believe you could talk to them and that you had the right words to speak to them, I wouldn't have asked you. So if I've asked you, obviously, I believe that you can do it. Amen? Pretty simple, isn't it? But, but so many times we say no to God. We don't believe that he can use us. So he's got to go find a donkey to talk. Uh-huh. Or the rock's got to cry out. God, pull up Acts 9, round 5. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's that, yeah. Well, okay, we'll just start there. Go, go Acts 9 and 5. Saul's having his conversion deal right about now. Acts chapter 9 and verse... Okay. Well, then you guys are going to have to look it up if you don't have it. That's why if you don't bring your Bible to church, come on. Too many people don't know where to find it in the Bible, but they can say, well, if you'll come to church, they'll they'll show you where it's at. See, you better be able to show somebody where it's at. So because I don't have my Bible here, well, it's there, but anyway, 9-5. Yeah. Okay, so 
Saul was a very learned man. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He knew the word of God backwards, forwards, up and down, every way. But he didn't know the God of the word. He knew the word of God, but he didn't know the God of the word. Till the God of the word knocked him down. And he said, well, who art thou, Lord? And if you continue to read in there, God tells him, I want you to go to a street called Straight, and I will send you somebody. And if you continue to read, he tells Saul who he's going to send, Ananias. I think verse 12, get where Ananias is having his conversation with God. Isn't it verse 12? Okay. What's it say, Pastor? saints at Jerusalem and here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name but the Lord said unto him go thy way for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel verse 11 11 says and the Lord said unto him arise and go into the street which is called straight verse 10 says and there there was a certain disciple at Damascus There was a certain disciple at Damascus. I wanted to read 12 anyway. But the point, I want you to get this now, guys. I looked up Ananias, and there's no other place that he is mentioned ever again in the Bible. He was a disciple of the Lord. In other words, he sat on the pew like you're doing right now. He was having a prayer meeting one morning, and the Lord said, Ananias? Ananias wasn't a prophet. He wasn't an evangelist. He wasn't a preacher. He wasn't a teacher. He wasn't a pastor. He was a disciple. He was a believer. That's it. And God sent a believer to a man that wrote three-fourths of the New Testament He sent a believer to pray for his sight, to baptize the boy and say, you're going to get the Holy Ghost, and he did. A believer. Who, me, Lord? Yeah, you, Ananias. And you read about Philip back in chapter 8. When he went, that's good, we'll just go back to 8. Okay? And around verse 3, maybe I just get my Bible here, but go ahead. 3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church. Church, okay. Into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to, to prison. Now he went to every house. We'll go back. We're just working backwards instead of forwards this time. But anyway, now look what happens. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Okay. The apostles stayed back in Jerusalem. The believers were scattered. And Philip went down to Samaria. Now, if I got it right, this Philip here was a believer. He might have been a teacher of some type. He had seven, if I, get, if I got it right, he's got seven daughters that were prophetesses. Okay. But other than that, Philip is mentioned once or twice in 
Galatians or Corinthians or someplace, okay? But he went down to Samaria, but it said they, not just Philip, but they went everywhere. What did they do everywhere? What were they doing everywhere when they scattered abroad? Preaching the word. What? The believers were preaching the word. Now, you need a church, you need a pastor. Don't, I'm not trying to tell you you don't need a pastor. You need a pastor. But too many times we, the church, which is nothing but a body of believers, don't do what we're supposed to do. The early church went forth, the believers, and they preached what they were taught, like I did. I'm teaching lesson one when I was being taught lesson seven. And why was Saul in every house? Go back to John, or Acts chapter 5 and verse 42. I'll tell you why. Because, well, just go back to verse 40 because that's, that's good, good stuff, 40. Okay, go. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple, daily in the temple and in every house, every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. You've got to understand something. These guys just got beat up. Some people get offended because you didn't shake my hand. I'm going home. And they leave church and you never see him again. These guys are getting beat up. And if you go back to Acts chapter 4 and in the beginning part of Acts chapter 5, they're saying, Lord, do it again. Give us holy boldness so we get beat up some more. And when they got thrown into prison, the angel lets them out. They get a get out of jail card. But what the angel says is, I want you to go back to the temple and I want you to preach and teach Jesus the same thing that just got you into prison. I want you to go back and do the same thing again. And when they went to check the prison, oh, where are they? Well, they're where they're not supposed to be, in the temple, preaching and teaching Jesus. And that's when they got, woo, they were ready to kill him, but they couldn't and they didn't. And they went daily in the temple and in every house, and they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Church, we're really falling short. We are, me included. I ain't, I ain't pointing no fingers, but you know, when you point your finger, man, there's a whole lot pointing back. Amen? Amen. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get up, see, if, remember my title? Uh-huh. If heaven depended on me, just what would it be? How many people would be there? Just you? God has called all of us to open our mouth and speak the word of God. And I could go through the whole book of Acts and just show you one. They, they, they weren't afraid of telling the people what they needed to do. Point in case, when I just got saved, I met a man that I went to grade school with that I ain't seen for probably 10, 15 years because I 
moved schools from grade school. I went from Lake Mills to Jefferson. So I didn't see him for a long time. And I met him at the gas station. His name was John Smith. And hey, John, how's it going? I'm getting gas. He's getting gas. Oh, things are going good. Yeah, well, that's great. Things are going good with me too. And I never opened up my mouth about Jesus. I was brand new. I didn't know hardly nothing, but I didn't say nothing either. I just said everything's going great, and it was. And John told me everything was going great too. The very next day, John Smith took his pickup, put his little son in it. They drove out to the family farm in the field, and John Smith shot his son and blew the top of his head off. Everything wasn't all right with John Smith. Maybe if I would have said something, it could have changed his outcome. So don't think you got to be the judge of when you're going to tell the person to be saved or how to be saved. If you get the opportunity, you better open your mouth and tell them what they need to do. Amen. Come on. We don't know their end. And most times people ain't going to tell you that it's not going good. And they might be living in a mess, but they just don't want to say anything. And there are so many religious people out there. One Saturday morning, there was... Two other ones. There's three of us in our group. Usually we go in twos, but if we got an odd number, one group has three. And I walked up to this elderly man. He was sitting on his porch. It's like the third house in the morning. We take turns so we, I can learn from you. You can learn from me. How do, how, do, how do you talk to people? How do I? And I just walked up. I just said, would you like the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? I mean, simple answer. He said, that speaking in tongues is foolishness. Now, because he was sitting on the porch, he couldn't close the door. But he closed the door. Some people would have said, sorry, I bothered you, really. Okay, okay. Uh, no. I have what you need, and you don't know it. So I got to pick a different door, door number two. I said, well, you know, we go from house to house, and we pray for people. And you wouldn't believe all the people got heals. And he's looking at my shirt. Do you need a miracle? And... After I get done talking for a little bit, he goes, well, you could pray for me. I got colon cancer. Fine. Start praying for the guy and the other two guys, they get behind me. When we get done praying, man, he did shake himself. He said, wow. He goes, excuse me a minute. He walks in his house and he brings out his Bible. But he didn't give it to me. He gave it to Dellen, 15-year-old boy. He says, show me about this Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Dylan knows this stuff. Ain't no big deal. He just took his Bible, Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, just going through it. And that guy's Bible was underlined. It was circled. It was highlighted. This guy studied his Bible. And those scriptures were marked. Well, after Dylan got showing him the scriptures, he said, well, you could pray for me to get the Holy Ghost. I'm going, right. I walk up to you and say, would you like the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? He says, it's foolishness. Dellen shows him in his Bible. He says, well, you could pray for me to get the Holy Ghost. 
Dellen says, yeah. He starts praying for him, man. In a minute or two, that guy's speaking in tongues. Well, Dwayne kind of feels left out. Pastor prayed for his healing. Dellen prayed him through the Holy Ghost. He says, give me that Bible. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Took him right through the scriptures. Acts 2, Acts 8, just right through it again. You know what he said? I see it. I see it. I'll get baptized. I said, great. I'll go get the van. We was in Potter's and there's Scott's Hill and you get on the other side of the hill and the church is over there in Belmont. And when I said, I'll go get the van, his wife goes, hey, what's going on out there? And if you ever put butter in a microwave, man, he just melted. The guy didn't have no backbone. He was like, well, I was baptized already. Maybe not now. Uh, uh, mm, mm. He was just having a fit. But he's seen it. Here was a 15-year-old boy. 15-year-old boy showed him the Holy Ghost and prayed him through. Then a 23-year-old showed him how to be baptized, and he was ready to be baptized. The amazing thing about this whole story is, is when we were getting ready to leave, he said, boys, I'm 50-some years old, and he's calling me a boy. Well, he can, because he was 82. He said, I'm an 82-year-old, retired, Wesleyan Holiness pastor that you just prayed through the Holy Ghost and that was ready to get baptized in Jesus' name. I can't, I don't have enough time to make friends with everybody. But when I get the opportunity, I need to tell them what they need to do to be saved. Church, that's what it's about. Just getting it out there. I, I seen your, man, you got so many signs out there. It's like, oh no, it wasn't a sign. It was a picture in the bathroom about the guy plowing and talking about the seed and the sower. God gave you the seed. Man, don't do no good in your mouth. You got to spit it out there and sow it. Amen. So if heaven depended on me, amen? So is this, and, and so I want my, my um, well, we never did do that other thing that you were talking about. Don't worry about it. Amen. God's so good. Um, so I want you to do a class assignment. I want you to read the book of Acts. And I want you to see exactly what they did and how they did it. And then do likewise. Just do likewise. What did Paul say? Follow me as I follow him, Christ. I want to do, you know, it, th there's so many churches down there and so many religions. When they, when they ask me, what religion are you? I could tell them I'm Pentecostal, but I don't want to because we got all these Pentecostals that don't know nothing and they don't believe nothing. So I just tell them, I'm apostolic. What the apostles did, I do. We've had people, they, they came up to get healed and God healed them. This one lady, so funny, mom was praying with her and I was there and she'd come up and she, she, she was crying. She, she needed some serious 
stuff done to her. Can't remember exactly what she needed healing, but it was scaring her half to death. She was really worried. No, I think it was kidneys or liver or, or whatever. God's healed so many people on there. I don't remember. Anyway, you can go to hell whole. Amen? But you can't go to heaven without the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Why do you think that when Philip was baptizing everybody but couldn't pray nobody through, he sent for Peter and John to come down from Jerusalem to help pray them through? And when they got there, they did. And then when Peter's preaching remission of sins, just read it for yourself, it's around 10 and 43 He's preaching remission of sins, which is baptism. It said the Holy Ghost fell on the household of Cornelius. And when it all got said and done in verse 48, and he commanded them to be baptized. So Philip's going, I'm glad you're baptized, but you need the Holy Ghost. Peter's going, I'm glad you got the Holy Ghost, but you need to be baptized. You need both. And it's that important. They didn't wait for next year, tomorrow, next month. It's like, you need it now. Amen? We was just in Viola. And in, in the church there, it's a little bit smaller, but there was four people there that needed the Holy Ghost and four people that needed to be baptized. Well, by the time we left, three had the Holy Ghost and two were baptized. And the other ones probably could have or would have if they would have stayed. They had to leave and get going. But they could have had, the other one could have got the Holy Ghost and they could have both been baptized, the ones that didn't. Why? Because we just tell them, this is what it takes to be saved. If you want to enter the kingdom of God, this is what it takes. That's why we do outreach, inreach. Don't matter reach, just reach them. Amen? So I said more than enough. Who wants to be used by God? Do you want, do you want to be used by God? Do you know every time that I go out, or almost every time that I go out and do outreach, there's this fear. I might make it sound like, who go get them, Jesus. But it's not till after you talk to the first person that it's go get them, Jesus. Man, the very first person you talk to on outreach is like, hi, how, how it's going? But once you start talking to a person, even if they turn you down, it's just like, get them. It's, it does something to you. Look up, um, and, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall speak in tongues. No, no, no. Mark 16, but verse 20. And they went, come on, read it. And they went forth. And the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Nothing's going to happen until you go forth. Mark 16 and 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. You want to see miracles? Then preach the word. Everywhere. And God is going to back you up. We got 14-year-olds that pray people through the Holy Ghost on the sidewalk. We was teaching a Bible study at this one house on the porch. And this car pulls up. It's kind of like deer hunting. It's open game. 
So the car stops. I walked around, started talking to the lady. She had her window down. Before the lady left, she had the Holy Ghost, never got out of her car. But you got to what? Go forth. Preaching the word everywhere. And God's going to back you up with signs following. You want miracles? You want to see miracles? Just start praying for them. I can't tell you how many people I've prayed for the Holy Ghost that didn't get it. But I can tell you there's a whole lot that did. If I prayed for somebody they didn't get it, did, did I stop? I say, next. <laughs> okay, next. Because it's going to work. God's word said it will work. So if I pray for somebody to be healed and it just don't seem to happen, they ain't going to stop me from praying for healing. I'm going to pray for the next one and the next one and the next one. Because God's word said it will happen. So we got to just do it. Amen. So if you need healing or if you need the Holy Ghost, I want you to come over here. Okay. And if you want to do a work for God, you can still come over here if you need healing or the Holy Ghost. Okay? But if you want to do something for God, I want you to come on this side because we're going to pray for you here. We're going to pray for you there. We're going to pray for you here. And when we get done praying for you, then we want you to pray for each other. Amen? So if you need healing or if you need the Holy Ghost, why don't you just come on that half? Okay? And if you want to be used by God like Philip like Ananias, like those many believers that were scattered abroad, like those in Mark, those that believe in my name, these signs shall follow them. And they went forth and preached everywhere. Amen. The, word, the Lord working with them, confirming his word. You know what changed Brother Cole's whole ministry in Thailand when God started doing miracles and the people started being healed, his whole ministry changed. He, he labored and he labored and he labored for years, for a long time. And it was like, God, nothing's happening. Just keep doing what you're doing. And all of a sudden, and the rest is history. So if you want to be used by God, and God can use you because you're an Ananias, you're a Philip, and we could go to Acts chapter 18, you're a, um, Aquila and Priscilla, who expounded upon the word of God more perfectly to um, Apollos, who when he had the word expounded to him more perfectly, it said he went into the marketplace and he, he just preached like a house on fire and he convinced them but it took somebody to tell them, you got part of it, but you need the rest. Because all he knew was the baptism of John. Mm-hmm. Right. Come on, church. Let's pray. So if you need healing, Holy Ghost, over there, if you want to be used by God, the main thing is you got to believe it. Amen. And I want you to pray when you, when you kind of get done praying, asking God for holy boldness and wisdom and understanding. Then I want you to just pray for a brother or sister next to you. 
You say, Lord, bless my brother, bless my sister. We want to be used by you. Amen? Praise God. Let's just reach out right now. In Jesus' precious name, Lord God, you know our hearts, you know our minds, you know our shortcomings, our downfalling, Lord God. But we're asking you right now in the name of Jesus that you would reach down in the way you do it, Lord God. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.